Hey friends, welcome to Boca, a podcast exploring the ever-blurring lines between the personal and business lives of professional photographers. This is your host, Nathan Holritz, and I'm bringing you a special episode of the Boca podcast today called Workflow Wednesday. During these special edition episodes, myself and my co-hosts will focus on helping you develop more efficient daily and weekly workflows around post-production, communication, task and project management, time management, file and image management, and yes, the list does go on. We're going to save you an incredible amount of time in your work week, and we promise not to be too nerdy. This podcast is brought to you by Photographer's Edit, custom image editing for the wedding and portrait photographer. Visit photographersedit.com. And it looks like we are officially live. Everybody's smiling. Uh, hello, everybody listening in, watching on Facebook Live, listening on, of course, the Boca Podcast. This is Nathan Holritz, host of the Boca Podcast, and I'm here with Haley and Rich for Workflow Wednesday, uh, the weekly show in which we dive into this topic that can seem maybe a bit nerdy, but is actually relevant to literally every photography business owner out there, the topic of workflow. It's what we do on a daily basis. Uh, the question is, how efficient are we doing it? And um, hopefully these conversations, these weekly conversations are helpful in refining your processes, refining your workflow so that you can kind of minimize the busy work in front of the computer and maximize uh, the time that you have both to build your business as well as to spend with important people in your life. That is the goal uh, of this episodes or these episodes, Workflow Wednesday. So how, first of all, I, we need to bring everybody up to date. Rich, how are you doing I'm doing great. <laughs> Good. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I think we may have mentioned this in a recent episode, or I may have asked you in a recent episode, but how many weddings do you have booked for 2018? What's that scene looking like? Uh, about um, uh, this year? Yeah. Um, about 25. Wow. Okay. And is that a pretty average number for you? Um, it's a little on the high side for me. Um, and uh, I will probably not book this many weddings next year. Um, and, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's it's a lot, <laughs> maybe, maybe but, that, but 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 photographers in it. Uh, I mean, like I don't want to do a, a advertising for you guys, but I mean, like <laughs> it, it makes a whole lot. It, it makes a whole lot more reasonable, whole lot more reasonable. So uh, I mean, like I I couldn't do that many and have have a good customer service, um, or even build my business if all I was doing was editing. So uh, so yeah, um, you're welcome for that. That was that was off the cuff. I did not mean to, you know. There you go. That was not planned. We didn't build <laughs> that, that into our talking points today. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, I was actually I was mentioning before we even went on live that that uh, um, I submitted a wedding um, and then I went on a bike ride with my family because simply because I could without any um, let somebody work work for me while I go get to spend some quality time with my family and uh, it it was great. Got some, made some amazing memories um, with my kids before they grow up because. Uh, you know, you can't get that time over again. You can't get no, that. No, you really can't. And I'm kind of reminded of that constantly with my kids too. Oh, yeah. But the, the, uh, yeah, you got it. You guys make sure that you follow Rich. Rich, um, go ahead and throw out your Instagram and Heather's Instagram too, so people can, can see what you guys are up to and they can see these lovely, uh, bicycling oh pictures as well. Yes. Um, so my Instagram is Rich Smith, Rich Smith photo. Um, and, uh, Heather's, I wish you'll see more of the biking photos. It's more of a personal thing. Um, I don't know. Uh, uh, Heather's 
Heather Joyce Smith, I think. Maybe <laughs> I think it's Heather Smith RSP. Oh, and I only know that because I tag her all the time. Yeah, I, <laughs> I think actually Haley is right. I, I better make sure about that. <laughs> Rich, you actually follow your own wife on Instagram. I do, I do. I promise you. I promise you. Oh my gosh. Now I'm curious. Uh, uh, Heather Smith RSP. Haley, you just, yeah, yeah. I, I'm going to apologize. She, Wait, she nailed that. That was, that was good. Yeah, yeah. I have to, you know, you're, you're, you're in the, we're in this this uh, society where I have to actually think to like what what my my wife's own phone number is, you know, yeah. I mean, like uh, yeah. I mean, like like I have I have a I have a phone that does all my memorization for me, so I don't have to worry about it. So, well, yeah. on a, in a slightly more serious note, um, I I love that I do love that you brought this up, Rich. Um, you know, the reality is it's it's easy. In fact, I just said this on a Facebook live session. Uh, with a company called Iris Works on their Facebook page just recently. But it's easy for us to just simply sell the idea of post-production. But if if I don't have a bigger reason behind why I'm encouraging photographers to use the service, and ultimately if the photographers don't know why it matters to their personal life, to their business, um, then that's, it's going to be much less compelling to even consider uh, taking the time to set up a profile of photographers that begin using the service the reality is that the benefits are significant when it comes to time, both on a professional level, because it frees up that that um, that time for you to be able to focus on things that are actually going to move your business forward. So instead of editing on your computer, you can actually be out developing relationships with people that can actually send you business, for example. Um, but then you also have time to spend with the important people in your life. That That is a very, very uh, uh, close topic to my heart. And um, I know that's the case for all of us here with our partners and our kids. Um, it, it makes all the difference in the world to be able to have that time to invest in the relationship. So that is uh, the tangible value of Photographer's Edit, which you can see now that we have established Heather's Instagram uh, and, of course, Rich's, uh, you can see on their, their social media. So yeah. let's go ahead and just kind of um, I, I want to hear a little bit, though, about Haley. Haley, I think the last time we did Workflow Wednesday, you were in Jamaica uh, yeah. and got it. You said nine days away. Yes. Nine days and possibly wishing I was still there. I mean, <laughs> still be on vacation. <laughs> no, it was awesome. It was a well needed break, uh, just from life in general. And, yeah. you know, doing nothing is a whole lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, just to kind of hit the reset button. I, we were just talking about this mm -hmm. before we started the live session and, and, um, even just two or three days away for me in the sun, not doing work. Um, that's, that sounds incredibly appealing at the moment. And, and it's not because I don't love what I do. It's not because I don't want to be around the people in my life. It's just, there's something about taking time, whether it's even 20 minutes to meditate or a couple of days to get away. Uh, there's something about being able to clear your head, kind of hit the reset button and then come back and go at it strong again. That's, that's really, really nice. So, Absolutely. um, I'm glad that you got that time away. Also glad to have you back. And, uh, Heather's <laughs> not with us this week. We'll likely be back with us next week, but we're going to go ahead and dive into this conversation uh, today, our, our, our focus for the day. Um, we're working on a series right now about booking clients. And as I mentioned at the very beginning of our conversation, all of this, all of this conversation about workflows is, is geared around or focused around efficiency, the idea of efficiency. And um, so what I want to talk about in this process of booking our clients is how we go about, obviously how we go about booking them, but more specifically, how we go about doing so efficiently. 
And um, and so I'm going to start with with Rich today, oh, and we're going to kind of break this. <laughs> Rich is Rich is laughing. Uh, I'm not sure why. I guess we're about to find out. Oh boy! Uh, <laughs> uh, but we're going to kind of break this uh, this process of booking our client up into at least a couple of different parts. This week, we're going to talk about our online presence, and more specifically, the funnel that we have created uh, for kind of guiding a potential client to us, and then ultimately booking them. And, um, and we're going to break that down even further to, first of all, online advertising and more specifically and more relevant these days, social media advertising and, uh, and then our social media channels themselves mm-hmm. and, uh, and then our website, uh, the, the website and how we go about actually booking a client, attracting a client, but then booking them through the website. So we're going to talk about our online presence today. Rich, I'm going to jump to you. Um, talk to us a little bit, and 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 you alluded a little, um, before we got started to the fact that some of this stuff isn't. You're not actively doing it in your business currently. You're obviously not suffering from it. Um, but yeah. let's talk specifically about social media advertising. Why or why not? Yeah. So uh, um, as you as you said, I'm not suffering from it. So I mean, like uh, as of right now, I have plenty of work, and so when I when I get a, even a hint. I'm suffering from it. <laughs> I know what to do. It's just, but but uh, but as we, we we'll probably discuss, it is a lot of work. It's a lot of work, and so um, um, and so um, so what, what was your specific question, now? Well, I'm just curious about so when we're talking about social media advertising, mm-hmm. and and we're going to talk about this in the context of a photography business. We'll go ahead and throw out a little bit of our experience, Haley and myself, with photographers edit and yeah. our experience with. Uh, social media advertising specifically. We'll get to just social media in general here in a little bit. Right. Um, but you said you're at, at this point, obviously, if you've got 25 weddings this year, you're not suffering from not mm-hmm. doing any kind of social media advertising. Mm-hmm. And is that really the primary reason behind why you're not at this point? You've got the business that you need. You don't want to put the additional time and effort into something that isn't necessary to, to grow your business? Yeah, that, that is, that's completely correct. Um, and so uh, um, I, I like that my advertising dollars is zero. I mean, like I literally spend zero dollars on advertising. Um, and so uh, um but at the same time, I mean, uh, mainly because I can get away with it. I can get away with it because I'm on the front page of Google, um, and Google's still a viable um, search engine that m- most people use. Um, and so I do get a lot of uh, inquiries just simply because organically I have good SEO on my website. Um, and so that's that is that's all free. Um, and so which is great. Um, well, you say it's free, but let, let's actually tackle this because I hadn't planned on getting into SEO today. I mean, it's it's relevant still to a, a point, but um, we've we've also Haley and I have learned over the last year, especially thanks to to Haley Haley's work and the research that she's done, um, that its relevance maybe is not as great as mm-hmm. in years past. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm curious as to what you did in order to put your your website on on the first page of these various search results because that's a pretty yeah. big deal. Yeah. Uh, and and um, I'm just curious about about the, did you have a, a strategy? Uh, is it about the fact that you set up your website in a particular way? And you've just been around long enough. Like what what's uh-huh. behind all of that? That is a great question, Nathan. <laughs> that is a question that I would love to know myself. Um, I remember, in fact, um, I was sitting uh, with you um, in um, and uh, in Las Vegas. At a WPPI. Okay, so this, uh, this would have was, been this, what 2006 or no? No, no, no. This was probably 2000, 2009, 2010, like okay. that. And uh, so my my business is only about uh, two years old at this time. And I um, I'm sitting and I get a phone call from a local photographer uh, here in Chattanooga 
saying, hey, man, what did you do? Uh, I was on the front page of Google, and now you're on the front page of Google, and I'm like on page four or five. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm like, uh, I had no idea. I'm like, I had, that, was, that was the first time I even knew that was <laughs> And so, uh, um, so um, to this the, day- The, the I, funny part of this conversation, of course, is that we're supposed to be giving practical advice to our <laughs> listeners about how to efficiently market their business. All right, so this, um, this, this is what I, this this is what is, I know I did. This is, maybe, this is maybe the most efficient method, which is just don't do anything. <laughs> Um, give give Google what they want, and they will rise you in the ranks. And what they want is 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 a very very good content. If you feed them, feed that beast with good content, then they will reward you by 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 uh, by uh, putting you higher in the ranks. And so uh, so I guess what what I did is um, I don't even know if this website's um, around anymore but uh there was this website called like getlisted.com or something um and uh, i don't even know what um and uh and what it did is they gave you a list of all these free places that you could like uh, put put your put your your website on that google literally uses uh, uh in their many many ways of of ranking websites um and i went on as many as i could and put my my website and so uh and so google uh, while their 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 little spiders are, are crawling the, over the internet, they 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 just saw my 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 uh, my website and uh, what I did all over the internet. Um, and so, um, so I guess they put a lot of relevance in that and said, okay, well this guy must be a wedding photographer in Chattanooga. Um, and I made it very very specific uh, um, what I did and where I was. And um, and so um, if um, if a, if a bride or a client or is looking for do a search for Chattanooga wedding photographers or even Chattanooga photographers, uh, I'm 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 there. So uh, um, which is which is great. That's huge. Yeah. Well, and I mean, you can't. It's tough to even buy that kind of presence, at least at Google, anyway. Yeah. Uh, would you? What percentage of the weddings that you're currently booking would you say come from Google? Do you know that offhand? Um, that Roughly. is a good question. I mean, um. A lot of them, probably about fifty percent or so. Um, okay. So, um, so I mean, like uh, a lot of them. So, um, and uh, and I guess we'll probably go into this more later. But, um, but uh, the the importance of why I'm I want to actually start moving away from where I am is not because I have business. I have lots of inquiries and lots of business. But but what what uh, what especially with Facebook ads is that I can target more my ideal clients. And so, and so that is what I want. I want, instead of uh, shooting um, lots of weddings with maybe potentially um, getting a lot of inquiries from, um, from my clients who are not my ideal client, uh, face, uh, Facebook ads, I can run um, a, a true uh, funnel um, to actually get more of the type of client that I really want, want with, that I would identify with and, and that I would love to work with. And, right. uh, and so it would give me more pleasure in my job by working with, with like-minded um, clients, with like-minded brides and everything. So, so, uh, so I am kind of, like you said, um, what I am experiencing what you guys are already seeing is that the relevance um, in, um, is, is getting less and less year over year of, of the importance of being on the front page of Google. That, um, that is becoming less and less valuable. Um, um, and so, uh, so yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess very simply, as you see that that relevance changing, then you'll have the opportunity to be able to take take advantage of platforms mm -hmm. like 
Facebook or like Instagram and their advertising, you know, th- there's something that's kind of ringing in, in my mind and, and I kind of hear it on an ongoing basis. I consume a lot of uh, Gary Vaynerchuk's content, largely just because he's, uh, his work ethic is inspiring. And, you know, as I'm maybe at the gym or driving in my car, it's nice to hear his, uh, his voice in, in the background, basically saying, get your butt moving, <laughs> get your butt in gear. Um, and while obviously I have a lot of, a lot that's already driving me to do that, it's always nice to have that encouragement, somebody else out there that's working really hard. But of course his specialty is, uh, in marketing and, and part of that involves social media marketing. And one of the things that he talks about is the reality, which is that, that Facebook marketing, Instagram marketing or ads more specifically are extremely cheap right now. And mm-hmm. to take advantage of that because in two, three, four, five years, um, you're now going to be paying, you know, probably triple, quadruple, or even more for what you would uh, be able to for the kind of exposure and ultimately the conversion that you would pay for right now. So, uh, don't wait too long to get onto that to that social oh, media advertising camp. <laughs> awesome, <laughs> yeah. Haley. Will you take the conversation at this point and and share a little bit? Um, actually, let's share a little bit just on a practical level of what we've learned at Photographers Edit. Uh, or at least what we've seen, uh, because of course a lot of photographers might say, "Well, why? What's the the purpose of me even being on uh, on Facebook, on Instagram, posting ads? I'm already getting some business. Uh, I, I don't really see the value in getting on these social media platforms. What kind of response? What kind of results have we seen at Photographers Ed? And then then talk about how you're taking that to your photography business as well." Yeah, um, I think, I don't know if I'm the only one hearing it, but I'm getting like feedback from you, Nathan, um, or it's an echo. Okay. Uh, do you hear that, Rich? Nope. I'm, nope. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm it might be my headphones, so ignore what I just said. <laughs> <laughs> um, you sound great, Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> For Photographers Edit, we've, um, we've really focused on Facebook ads this year. We've played around with Google ads, um, but we have seen the most return on our Facebook ads. And the benefit of it is that one, you're getting, um, I think it is me because I hear myself too. So I'm going to take this piece out in my ear. Okay. <laughs> um, the benefit of it is that you can, you can target, you know, your demographic and Facebook has some changes going on with everything that's been happening where they're taking away a few targeting opportunities, but they're also bringing them back, um, but it's great because you can target by location, by interest, by um, status, their marital status, whether they're engaged or married or they have kids if they're a parent. Um, and right now we're playing around with the targeting of job titles. So that's the thing they took away. They're bringing back. Right. Um, and that's that's one thing I really like about Facebook is it allows you to see all of that. But then also they have a pixel that allows you to retarget or um, you can use it to create custom audiences. So if someone has visited your website in the last 30 days, or if they went to your website, but never actually filled out a contact form, or um, you can create all of these events that make it super easy to retarget and provide a message to that specific person that allows them to say, you know, Oh yeah, I did see that one time, but I didn't actually convert. I wasn't ready. But now I'm ready. I'm seeing it again over and over. Um, And you'll see that a lot with like Walmart does it. If you put something in your shopping cart, you go through Facebook and you'll see it. And sometimes those can get annoying. But (laughs) if you're doing it the right way and you're not making it a creepy message, you can make a really good campaign out of it. 
Yeah, and you, you do see that from a variety of companies, um, and and you can, but you can also control the amount of retargeting that you're doing, or how often those potential clients are seeing those retargeting ads. Correct. Correct. Yeah. So I, I I think the the um I mean of course the the first and maybe most obvious point is that Facebook is is where people are spending much of their time online. Uh, I want to say it's something like thirty percent, thirty to forty percent of their time online, but it's a significant amount regardless. So it obviously makes sense to bring advertising to this place where people are spending so much of their time. Uh, you do have the ability to be able to target your potential clients very, very specifically. As Haley mentioned too, um, there has been there have been some changes over the last uh, maybe even four or five months, maybe even slightly more, where Facebook had these really great features built in that enabled very, very, very specific targeting. They took some of that back. Now they're adding a little bit of it back, uh, which has been helpful. But um, you can take advantage of of this this platform that they've created that does enable you to market very, very specifically to your, your target client. Uh, and that, that really truly does make it very powerful. I will add as well to this, um, since I don't have a photography business at the moment to speak of when it comes to social media advertising, one of the biggest benefits that we have seen has come from specifically from video ads. Um, Static ads are one thing, but um, Facebook, I think, gives a little bit of uh, favoritism to video ads. But but then the response, the conversion from video ads has been so significant. And I'll add, too, that, you know, it's one thing to create a um, like an animated video, for example, or to use stock video footage from some website somewhere. It's another thing to actually create a really personal video. Um, that is maybe even specifically you talking to the camera. In fact, some of you listening or uh, on the Boca podcast or watching on Facebook Live right now at Photographer's Edit may have even seen a video ad. It's basically me in this very frame that you're looking at now on Facebook Live with a picture of my kids behind me. But um, it, it's, not, uh, it, it's not cold. It doesn't feel corporate. Uh, it is me being very, very personal, talking about my personal experience or my personal life, relating that to what we're doing at Photographer's Edit. And that video has seen as much as 10 or 11x conversion on uh, on spend. It's just, I mean, it, it, we were kind of floored by the, the response that we were getting at times. And so uh, do do consider the, the potential value of Facebook ads, and not only Facebook ads, but more specifically utilizing videos for those ads as well. But Haley, I, I didn't mean to kind of take away from what you had to say. How are you taking what we've uh, learned at Photographer's Edit now to your photography business, which you've, you're relaunching or have relaunched? Yeah, so I I am doing a very slow relaunch. Um, we've talked about it for a couple months now that I am relaunching it, but um, just with marketing being my my like long term goal of a career focus, um, I didn't want to take on too much photography and get burnt out like I did, you know, the last time I quit photography. Um, so what I've done was I originally started out just reaching out to people that I had photographed in the past and I knew had things coming up. So um, just like big events. So graduations, I did a few senior portraits this, um, this past month. And, um, but now that I'm like getting into the season of, I want to actually be shooting more. And I have like, I want to book so many weddings and so many portrait sessions over the next few months. Um, I have a plan of using Facebook ads and also cross promoting those Facebook ads on Instagram, which is something we also do at photographers edit. Um, because Facebook will use the same ad and split it up and you can determine like, 
you know, this ad set does really well on Instagram, but is awful on Facebook. I'm going to turn it off of Facebook and only have it on Instagram or the opposite. If it's not performing on Instagram, you can make it only to go on Facebook. Um, so I've been taking that and just kind of building a plan to say, this is how much money I want to spend. And I want to run it until I book this many clients. And, um, but I also have this, I'm still trying to find my niche, I guess you could say, or my brand position. Um, I'd really love to work with like entrepreneurs so I can use that um, job title target of in Chattanooga, people that have owner as their job title. And I'm going to hit a few people that it's irrelevant to because it's just, I don't, I don't want a big corporate company to like brand them or shoot photos of their, you know, whatever. I I want like smaller business product photography and branding um, portrait sessions, but that's kind of how I'm using it to go into this photography business that I'm relaunching. Yeah, it's it's almost. I mean, it's almost so simple. Rich mentioned the the um, the difficulty or the complication of it initially, and I think the initial learning process, trying to figure out the the way that Facebook um, is treating or is is running their algorithm currently, and it's really that's an ongoing process of of being keeping up to date, being aware of how Facebook uh, currently has their algorithm set up, or at least get an idea of of how. Because of course, the, the, we'll never find out exactly how, right? Yeah, it's, um, like, it's but, like it's like hitting a moving target, you know. <laughs> absolutely, yeah. But but staying up to date, very simply, staying up to date with the latest in the Facebook algorithm, uh, but then learning how the actual platform itself works. Uh, that may take a little bit of time investment up front, but once you understand the basics that drive uh, success on Facebook uh, on the Facebook ad platform, and as Haley mentioned, it's tied to Instagram. Uh, you can you can almost set it and leave it and just occasionally check the statistics and make adjustments based on the way that those ads are performing, what types of ads are performing well, uh, what ad sets or um, Facebook calls them ad sets, but specifically the, the audience that you're targeting those ads to, um, which ad sets are performing uh, most successfully. You can look at the data, make adjustments. And, um, and as I mentioned earlier, the, the return on spend right now using these platforms is pretty incredible. Gary Vaynerchuk talks about the fact that back in the day when he was helping run his father's liquor business and they had this, this show called Wine Library, he would spend pennies uh, for a click for the word wine on Google. And uh, of course, now you'll pay five, ten dollars per click, something mm-hmm. like that. Uh, same thing is going to happen with Facebook eventually where, you know, where we may have a really great deal right now. And, and Haley and I were actually talking before we started today about the relatively inexpensive cost of acquisition right now for a new client for us using these social media platforms. Uh, that's going to change and that's going to get more expensive. So it's best to get on the bandwagon now while you can take advantage of, of these new platforms because eventually it's going to get more, more expensive. And of course, we'll be on to the next thing. And uh, you have to stay up up to date with that as well. So um, let's let's go ahead and move on though from... Facebook and, and uh, Instagram, social media advertising. Let's go ahead and go to social media channels and how you're then using, you know, we started with our online presence. Rich, you talked about Google. We've talked about using social media advertising um, to kind of initially get the attention of our potential clients. Of course, relationships is a whole different conversation. Rich, I know that's a big part of how you get your clients as well. Uh, we may save that for a different conversation, but um, we go from online advertising or online presence on, on Google in particular to social media channels. How are each of you, and we'll start with you again, Rich, how are, how are you using 
your social media channels, Facebook and Instagram to drive clients to your website? Yeah. I mean, like uh, right now, it's just like almost every other photographer that I know, it's simply just putting content on there um, with no really no advertising involved. Um, but I also do keep, uh, as of right now, I know a lot of photographers who've gotten lots of, uh, lots of work that way. Um, a lot of people find them through Instagram. Um, I personally have not, I, I've, I've not, um, had the kind of, of just organically, like just putting a beautiful photo on Instagram, um, and getting lots of, lot, a lot of likes. Um, but, um, I think I only, uh, booked one client ever, uh, who found me on Instagram, and, uh, um, and so, um, I, we're, we're more, we're, we are more active on, on Instagram on, than on Facebook. Um, okay. um, probably because, uh, more of my ideal client and, uh, um, the bride is on Instagram than on Facebook. Um, and so, but also, uh, Facebook's algorithm, um, uh, doesn't, uh, let the stuff on Facebook being, be shown, uh, again, without, you know, um, uh, you know, what, what is it called? Haley, boosting uh, a post? Yeah. Boosting a post. Exactly. So, uh, um, they really want you to spend, uh, as a business, they want you to spend money, um, to, uh, to, to get your content out there and which is fine. It's, it's their business. And, um, but, uh, but yeah, we, we, uh, um, but we, we just, we don't do as much as we should on, on social media, but well, um, and when you but, say you don't do as much as you should, I mean, you're obviously putting content out there on social media. I, I mm-hmm. see your, your work pop up in, in my Instagram feed regularly mm-hmm. and beautiful work, by the way. Uh, mm-hmm. But are you, you feel as though, I mean, based on the conversations that you had with clients that you've booked, they're not actually finding you as a result of social media so much as some of these other channels that we've mm-hmm. talked about already. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. normally, it's normally through face uh, word of mouth uh, through a vendor or, or whatnot, or Google. Mm-hmm. And, and are you posting those images to your Instagram feed with hashtags mm-hmm. right, normally? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, and are you also posting a location along with those Instagram posts? Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be curious. It'd be interesting to see, um, as you pointed out, there's some photographers that do book clients as a result of, of Instagram mm-hmm. specifically. Mm-hmm. It'd be interesting to kind of uh, almost survey our local photography community, maybe in our Facebook group to, to see yeah. what kind of success photographers are having uh, on Instagram specifically, booking clients as a result of in- Instagram specifically versus some of the other channels. Right. Uh, and then if, if they've had clients with or conversations with those clients about what that process looked like. Did they search for a location? Did they search location on wedding photographer? How they right. went about finding, um, finding that photographer on Instagram. It'd be interesting to kind of explore that a little bit. Um, but what is your, what is your posting frequency? How often do you post number one? And then two, are you using a particular tool again, back to the idea of efficiency? Are you using a particular tool to kind of automate that process to make it more efficient? Uh, I should. <laughs> I, 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 let's just say, let's just Rich, say, give us something, man. Give us yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so I have used Hootsuite, um, okay. and uh, and so Hootsuite, um, just recently was able to actually start posting on Instagram automatically. Um, that they were not able to do that in the past. They, all, all you, all they were able to do was remind you, like you could, you could schedule it. Then they remind you at a particular time to then then post on Instagram. Um, but now they can do it automatically. Hopefully that will, that will um, again is constantly changing with, with Instagram and Facebook and their algorithms and their um, and, and what they allow third party programs to do. Um, so again, like it's, it's always a, a moving target. And so, um, but but yes, um, uh, what I should be doing. Is, well, is, let me let me just ask specifically: yeah. Are you are, do you actually schedule those posts then using Hootsuite, or are you just manually posting some, Instagram? Some, some 
but not all. Um, okay. So, uh, so, so um, sometimes uh, when, I'm, when I'm shooting a wedding, um, I'll, I'll just, I'll just, uh, I'll find a photo to put on Instagram and put on immediately, you know. Um, so, but, uh, but, uh, but there are some that I will, I will schedule uh, ahead of time. Schedule, yeah. And then, are you copying those to Facebook as well, or do you post? A, do you create a different post for mm-hmm. Facebook and post mm-hmm. those separately, or how do you do that? Yeah. Um, uh, so, like. It depends on what my message is. And my message is okay. like, hey, you know, I shot this beautiful wedding. Um, I just put, got the blog post up. The, my blog post link is um, in my profile link. Well, that message won't go really well on Facebook. It goes. It makes sense on Instagram because that's where it is, you know. But on on Facebooks, um, like actually, actually, I can actually create an actual link in the message that I put on Facebook. So, so in those type of things where I actually want, want to add a link to my message, I will post separately. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, and this is something that, uh, I know Haley and I have, um, have talked about in the past and, and I hate to bring up Gary Vaynerchuk too much, but he really is kind of the standard when it comes to creating content for the appropriate channels. Um, and, and how to go about doing that very specifically. It, it's important that we create content that's re- not only relevant to each channel and, and the formatting, like you're pointing out, Rich, uh, but that maybe has even created, the content's created specifically for that platform. That's cer- certainly something that we could continue to improve on or work on at, at Photographer's Edit. Um, it does take work and it's so easy. We use, and Haley, I'm going to let you speak to this. We use a, a system called Buffer um, to schedule our social media posts in advance. And it's so easy to be able to kind of copy and paste posts to multiple platforms at the same time uh, when the reality is that the engagement will likely be better if that content is geared specifically toward that platform. Uh, if, if you guys have never, those of you watching or listening and have never uh, listened to or read Gary Vaynerchuk's book, Jab, 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 Right Hook, he talks very specifically in that book about how to create content specifically for an individual platform. And it's, it's really important to do. It is a bit more time consuming. Um, at the end of the day, I think maybe the most important thing is that we're consistently posting interesting content, but uh, more ideally, creating content specific to each platform is is really important. So I'm glad you made that point, Rich. Haley, talk to us a little bit about um, how you're speak briefly about how we're posting to social media for photographers at it. And again, how you're taking that to your photography business, if you will. Yeah. So uh, more recently, like in the last couple weeks, I started planning out the, um, Instagram and so well, all social media posts, um, the week before so that, you know, if anything comes up, I can, I can move things around. I have content ready and available for last minute changes. Um, but what we're doing is we're using buffer and we are putting the same image on all three, you know, Instagram, uh, Facebook and Twitter, all three of our platforms. And and I'll go with, ahead and add too. You're doing that with photographers edit, but you're also doing it with for the book of podcasts. So you're actually managing yes. social media for two brands using this one platform, and it's really made it so much more efficient to be able to do so. Correct. And uh, one thing I really like about Buffer is it allows you to um, select all of the channels you want this one message to go on to, and you paste in the like generic message. So I usually use the Instagram message that we're going to be putting out. And then you click a button that says customize for each network. And it allows you to change it for Twitter and change it for Facebook and change it for Instagram if you need to. So I can remove all the hashtags for, tw- uh, for Instagram, sorry, the hashtags. So many to keep up with. <laughs> for the channel of Facebook and put the link in rather than saying link in bio. 
And one thing that um, Facebook has changed is they don't allow third-party vendors to um, pull in data from like Facebook pages. So if we want to tag a Facebook page, we have to go back in after it's published. Um, And that's really a recent change. I think in the last Mm -hmm. month it started doing that. Mm -hmm. Um, But Instagram allows you to still tag people. Twitter allows you to still tag people. So it's really, it's nice to be able to customize per channel, even though we are um, using the same content, really. uh, It just allows you to, you know, make it, to where the format looks right. Yeah, formatting the copy mm-hmm. specific to the platform. Yeah, yeah. And, and then they go ahead. They also allow you to um, with Instagram specifically, the dimensions have to be within a certain range. Um, and when you go to push it out, it'll say like that your image will give you a reminder if it's not within this certain um, ratio. So that whenever you want to schedule Instagram stories, you can go in and do that. I don't really schedule the Instagram stories only because most of ours are multiple images at a time and it allows you to do one at a time. So if I didn't get to it or finish one, it would give me another reminder. And it it just makes more sense for me to be able to go in whenever I want to and update the Instagram stories. So that's uh, one one thing that they have updated is you can schedule your Instagram stories if you'd like, but you have to get the push notification reminder rather than it doing it on its own. Yeah. And, and the very fact that you're able to do this all in one platform is, is what helps make things so efficient. And of course, even, yeah. even down to the tool that you were describing that, uh, automatically enables you to be able to customize each post for, for each platform is really, really mm-hmm. great. I mean, you, you were scheduling posts out, uh, multiple days or even about a week in advance prior to leaving for Jamaica so that um, that work was done. And then I just simply had to respond to those that might comment or DM or otherwise. And uh, that, that was, that was wonderful for me too, with with my (laughs) massive list of things to get done and keep up with. Uh, So that was helpful. But the goal of course here again is efficiency and using a system like buffer. And there are others out there that enable us to be able to um, automate the process and um, make that process more efficient. That is the goal here. So if you're not using a system like Buffer, Hootsuite might be an uh, option as well. I know that that Buffer gives us a lot more control and customization over the process than Hootsuite, at least the last that I that I looked. Um, and again, there's there. Are, what, what's one of the other platforms? I think Haley that we initially tested before we stuck with Buffer. There's CoSchedule and Planoly. Yeah. Yes, and I think those are like the major ones in the industry right now. So there are a number of options. We'll link to those various resources in the show notes. You may find that one works better for you than another. Uh, but the, the, of course, the, the most important takeaway here is that you are actually using a system. Uh, well, for, even before that, that you're posting consistently. But in order to do so efficiently, to use a system like this, that helps you uh, manage that process efficiently, even automate some of it uh, for the sake of consistency. It's so very, very important. Have you been able to take some of what you've learned at photographers edit and apply that then to what you're doing with your photographer or photography business as well? Yeah. So for my, um, social media, I'm not really using Facebook too much right now. Um, it's one of those things like you're always planning ahead, but you're never executing as fast as you need to. (laughs) Um, so for Instagram, that's been the one that I'm using for the most part. And, I do have a, um, all of my Instagram, everything's on one Instagram account. I don't have a personal, I don't have a business. I just have the one that is everything. Um, so you'll see anything from me playing with my dogs to me trying to promote photography to 
me saying, hey, Facebook finally updated this marketing, you know, geeks unite, <laughs> but <laughs> all those things. Um, so I do, and I do that mostly for just the managing side of it of, you know, I, I do want my friends to know about my photography business. Um, but I also want my clients to know me, um, which has been the main reason that I've stuck to just one Instagram account. Um, and then right now I've, I've been, I have buffer. Uh, I am going to be using it for mine, but with vacation, I didn't want to mix in too much of like business while I was having way too much fun to think about work. (laughs) And, you know, um, so luckily I have one of those Instagram husbands who doesn't care to take 500 photos of me just to get the right (laughs) picture. (laughs) Nice. So my vacation pictures are nice, but then there's like 1,200 other ones of us making really dumb faces that are never going to get onto Instagram. <laughs> now, would you say that that you're using Instagram at this point more for the sake of presence as opposed to specifically trying to book clients? What's what's your yeah. goal with that? And will you shift to a different focus, say, in a month or two months or six mm-hmm. months? Yeah, I am actually planning to only use Instagram for um, just awareness and content creation and more of like... Hey, I'm here. This is Haley. This is who I am. Whereas with Facebook ads, that's where I'm going to be hard selling all of my um, bookings to get new clients. It'll 100% be on there. Every so often, like um, I'll be using Instagram stories. That's my plan to push out. Like I have availability this weekend or whatever the case may be. If I want to book a wedding or I want to run a special, I'm going to be using Instagram stories rather than putting it on my account because I do want my account to feel more of a personal approach rather than um, hard selling all the time. Okay. Well, that's an inter- interesting differentiation too. And, and um, of course then it brings up, uh, maybe begs the question, do, do we make create different Instagram accounts or social media accounts for our different businesses? And if so, why, and if not, why not um, maybe mm-hmm. too loaded a topic for today, but I wanted to at least give our listeners an idea of kind of different approaches that different photographers, Rich, you and, and Haley in this case are taking to managing their social media. And I know that you've learned uh, a lot in the last year or so, Haley helping manage photographers edit and um, mm-hmm. uh, you'll be able to take some of that and apply it to what you're doing in your photography business as well. We talked about online advertising, um, social media channels. Let's go to kind of the third uh, element of our online presence, if you will. And that's our website. And uh, Rich, let's let's jump back to you. You've been very quiet over there. We want we want to hear your voice again. Nice. Uh, would love to get your take about the way that you've got the booking process uh, set up for potential clients on your website. Some of the thought process behind how you've designed the website for that purpose, mm-hmm. and what the workflow looks like when they're ready to book. Yeah, that's a great question. In fact, uh, um, I um, uh, I get a lot of compliments from 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 potential clients saying that they really enjoy my website more than the other. Um, they, they just felt like my website stood out more than the other photographers that they were looking at. They were like, say they were looking at a lot of photographers. And, and, and were uh, they and, speaking and, to exactly why, or, or maybe you're getting to that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like specifically I created my website as a big, like a big funnel. Okay. Uh, I, um, basically step-by-step instructions on, on what they would need to, what they would need to know to create, um, to, to uh, to basically book me, so uh, um, or at least interested enough to contact me, um, and so uh, um, and so it's basically um, a 
a step process of like, hey, start here, then go here, then go here, and then go here, and then contact me. Um, it's, it's, instead of just like, hey, I have these generic, um, generic things on my website, or, um, then uh, it's more like, hey, here's my style. Yeah. So, um, you know, here, once you discover my style, you know, then uh, then um, here's a little bit about me um, and my personality. This is what you you need to know if you're going to work with me. You know, here's about the, the pricing. Uh, everybody sure. wants to know about pricing, so I put generic stuff on there. I don't give very, get get very specific. Uh, frequently asked questions. Hey, hey, you know, I get these questions a whole lot. I can, you know, if you're going to contact me to ask for these questions, it's probably answered here. Um, and then a contact information, you know, so, uh, so like, Hey, uh, you start here and then you, you, and if I can get them through, through there, but, yeah. I, but I also what I do is, um, I have a, uh, um, it literally just called a check the date form, um, on all of those pages on my website. So, I mean, if, if they get to the bottom of discover my style and they're like, and, and on the bottom, there's a form that says, um, check to see if I'm free on your wedding date or, or, or says check the date. Um, they can, um, I ask for their first name, their email address and, and their, their wedding date. Um, uh, just those, those three simple things. And then they basically check the date and it sends, sends me a, sends me the form, um, on my, contact, um, on kind, my kind of just a, a simple lead gen process then in that case. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, and then, um, but on, on the contact form, it does ask more questions. Um, and so, but, uh, I, I want my website to be like, I, um, um, like Haley was talking about, like she's trying to figure out what her, her brand is going to be all about. And so uh, I, I've discovered, I, I want, I know what my brand is all about. And so if anything does not fit in that brand, it doesn't make my website, you know? Um, and so everything that, they, um, that you would see on my website is exactly what I want to be known for. Um, not simply beautiful photos or artistic photos, but it's something very, very specific. And I want, because I want to really attract that like-minded people, you know, uh, to your, your target you know. client that you're going oh, yeah. after. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, and I, I love the, the idea of taking kind of handholding that potential client through the process step by step. Um, mm -hmm. just logically it makes sense, but if somebody is coming to your website and they don't have any clue about, maybe they may have very little clue about wedding photography even entails. Mm -hmm. um, and they certainly don't know anything about your business. The fact that you're handholding them through that process, taking them step by step through that process is, is a, a really, really great thing. You know, and, and it's, this reminds me, uh, I know that the photographer's edit website at times has been geared more for the sake uh, or geared more toward, uh, our existing client base, uh, and maybe a particular aesthetic then specifically taking a potential client step by step through what our process is and then saying, Hey, come on and give us a try. Uh, mm -hmm. that, that workflow is really, really vital to more efficiently and more effectively booking a potential client. Uh, we've made changes to our website to that very point or for, for that very purpose. And I love that you so strategically and proactively come up with a design that that enables you to be able to do that with your, your potential clients. That's great. Yeah, it's just a little extension of my personality. You know, I want I want I mean, like I, I kind of I try to learn. Um, I, I try to kind of keep my mind open, especially when I, I'm searching the website, other websites. I'm like, why did I um, why did I click on that link? You know, what what attracted me to click on that link? And can I use that onto my own website? You know, like uh, like click uh, this term clickbait is always there. 
um, because uh, uh, people get annoyed by it, but it also works very, very well. Of like, don't give, <laughs> don't give all the information. Just give enough information, right. uh, like to, uh, a little, little nugget to make somebody really curious and like, oh, you know, um, like. Uh, and so, on the bottom of the first page, instead of saying, "Click here for more information," it could be like. Hey, uh, want to know what Rich's favorite ice cream is? You know, click here. You know, like, like, or, or, or just in anything. You know, any, uh, like, or you know, like anything that would be like, ah, oh, well, that's interesting. That's different. That's different than I've seen other, other, other websites, other photographers. It shows his his personality. He doesn't take himself too seriously. Um, you know, I kind of ask questions. I, I, you know, every uh, the way I even the verbiage on my website. I, I just for me, I want I want it to be more, more fun. More lighthearted, and um, again, because I don't, I don't want, um, I don't want to be serious, and I want to, I really don't want um, to get really serious, um, and I want, I want lively and uh, emotional and fun clients to contact me. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah. and so it, it's gonna, it's the whole idea of attraction and and uh, um, what is it called? It's, it's I will, I will, I. I, I I will attract some, but I will repel others, and that's exactly what I want to do. You know, um, I don't want to attract everyone because not everyone's um, is my ideal client. So, what can I do verbiage-wise to attract the, sure. my ideal client, but also would make someone that that I don't want to work with to be like, eh, I'm not interested. This guy's not that my style. You know, and that's and that's exactly what I'm. And and again, I'm constantly like thinking thinking through this, and I I, I change stuff on my website all the time, which is great. Um, um, because I'm like, oh, that's a really I want to do that. You know, check it out. So yeah. Well, so a couple of things here. First of all, I mean, you you spend a lot of time talking about the significance of communicating your personality to the potential client. Uh, just to play devil's advocate here and for the sake of conversation, do you yeah, yeah. feel like uh, that kind of communicating your personality? I mean, you mentioned the ice cream thing. You're kind of joking, but that's become a very popular thing for photographers to do. You know, I like popcorn or I like macaroni mm -hmm. and cheese or I like ice cream and I like coffee dates with so-and-so and I like right. this thing and that thing. Like, do these potential clients really actually have time to sit there and read your life story? Not you specifically, but photographers mm -hmm. that are doing this. Mm -hmm. Read your life story or read about all these different things that you're like, does it actually translate to a higher conversion rate mm -hmm. uh, with, with all that information there? Or mm -hmm. if you were simply to say, this is the type of photography that I offer uh, and if you have questions, click this information here and okay, you're ready. Contact me. That, that workflow that you just described a few minutes ago, yeah. would you be able to con convert as effectively? Do you think? Um, to me, I don't, I don't, because again, I, um, I'm a big firm believer that I'm, I'm selling myself. Um, I, I, I am a photographer. I take really pretty photos, but anybody can take photos and take pretty photos, you know, but I can only be me. And so, um, and so, especially with wedding photographer, uh, as a wedding photographer, primarily, um, um, I, uh, um, the, the relationship that I have my, my bride is very, very important. I mean, because again, um, uh, I, I have a more intimate relationship with my, with my brides than like a cake maker or a florist. All they had to do is create something and bring it to the, to the, the, the wedding, drop it off and they're, they're heading home. You know, but for me, I'm, I have to, I have to actually get something out of my client, I, you know? And so if uh, we don't gel well, uh, because of our personalities, um, then, then I cannot do what they, um, is or be much harder for me to do my job. 
And so, uh, and so anything, any little thing, even a little thing I, I can do to kind of like, again, attract the kind of client that I want to attract is, uh, is, is, is worth it to me. And so, uh, and so that so, makes yeah. sense. So, I, when, so when these clients book you then, um, and, and just very quickly, cause we only have about 10 minutes left here, but when, yep. when these clients book, book you, have they given you that feedback, which is, man, I just loved how you conveyed your personality to mm-hmm. us on your website. We were just really connected with mm-hmm. that. And that, that was part of what led us to book you. Yeah, it's the whole package. I mean, like obviously okay. the 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 main page, the Discover My Style page, um, is is it is um, um, the style of client, like uh, just having con- real moments with with their wedding guest or with their with their groom or bride, um, and so so uh, all of that is like real moments. But um, but on my bio page, they'll see mostly me taking selfies with my clients, um, and uh, we're making goofy faces and we're having. Fun together but it's not just about me it is about me and my clients because i want them to know that like 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 i will come you'll contact me and i'll be a stranger but by the end of a of a session with me we're going to be friends we're uh, we're going to we're going to gel together we're going to fun together there's going to be a lot lot better experience than you kind of probably imagine it being you know because uh um, yeah, so I, I love the um i love my selfie page um i love uh, <laughs> taking selfies with my clients um, and and uh, you'll if you go to that website, uh, if you go to my website, I mean, I, I, I gosh, I probably have fifty uh, selfies in, in there. I mean, you just keep on scrolling down, you know. Um, <laughs> and so uh, um, some some of them are just smile the camera, but most of them were like we're uh, you know, I, give it around, uh, yeah, yeah give around. So that's definitely a reflection of your personality, and I, that that totally makes sense. I I do love that you very much personalized it in that way. Um, as I mentioned, we just have a few minutes left, but it, very quickly, talk to us about what happens when they. Put that information in um, there to, to check that to see if the date's available. Does that does that information about this potential client go into a CRM that you're working with mm-hmm. currently? Do you have kind of a systematized way of collecting that information and then following up? Yes, uh, definitely. Uh, yes, it's very important for me to, for me to it goes into to, to shoot queue. and um, shoot queue just basically organizing my life. I have to make sure that I don't double book. A wedding date, you know, and so that just kind of like everything goes through shoot queue. And so, if I have a contract already signed by a client, it will let me know that I'm not available for that day. And so, I can then communicate um, what I need to 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 that client. But if I am free, then uh, then there you go. Yeah. So, does it automate the process of letting them know that you're not available, or do you actually no. individually follow up? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I I uh, I I. I uh, um, I will follow up as quickly as possible um, in a, with a personalized message um, okay. because uh, it, and if, if they communicate with me with a, um, a message like, hey, uh, uh, I'm getting married at this particular venue at this particular date, I can then like then personalize, uh, personalize it because I, uh, on, uh, on my form, I do... Um, I do ask them what their favorite ice cream is, and so uh, um, um, <laughs> so again, again, e- even even that information, like I will use, be like, oh man, we can totally be BFS if you want to, because I, I love you know mint chocolate chip, whatever you know, um, or whatever. <laughs> so it's, it's another point of being just personal, and I want yeah. to be personal, um, and uh, and I don't want clients to be like, um, I don't want potential clients. 
to not be personal, you know, I mean, like uh, if they're just all business, yeah. eh, you know, I, I, yeah. I, I probably didn't connect with them emotionally. I want to connect emotionally to, to my class through my website. So that makes sense. Well, we've, we've spent a lot of time highlighting your website. I want to make sure that our listeners and our viewers can go see that website. It's just richmouthphotography.com or .net. Uh, you yeah. guys make sure that, that you go check it out. We'll link to that in the show notes as well. I've been posting it up on the screen, Rich, as you were talking as well. Um, Haley, let's jump to you. Talk to us a little bit about uh, the photography website that you've been kind of relaunching and the thought process that goes behind uh, that website for the sake of booking. Yeah. So um, with with marketing and photography being the two kind of like career paths that I'm going down, I am using the same website for both. Um, so right now, if you go to my website, it's not actually um, very photography based only because all of those pages are drafted and I'm finding the right images to portray the type of client that I want to um, actually, you know, book. But um, what I'm doing is really similar to what Rich has done is making it personal, make make sure that I'm connecting with the client in a way that they know they're going to be comfortable with me because I mean, I don't know about y'all, but I've definitely been on shoots where the client and I didn't connect and I didn't have a great website set up and, and that's fine. You know, it's not, it's not their fault. It's not my fault. It's just, we weren't the right, you know, people for each other to book that are, we just didn't click. We didn't have anything to talk about. So I think that's really important that Rich has done that and made that funnel to make it to where, he is booking the clients that work for him. And that's something I am still working on in my website. So uh, I don't know if I could say like, hey, go to my website, do everything I do, because it's definitely not <laughs> the case at all. And I feel like a lot of photographers could say that. And But you and have say, kind of an interesting perspective. I mean, not only working with photographers at it, but looking, spending a lot of time just looking at the industry. And yeah. um, would you say that you have plans to utilize a particular CRM that you're going to be plugging into your website for the sake of making this booking process more efficient? Yes. Yeah, so I am looking at both uh, ShootQ and HoneyBook because um, those have just been the two like leading in the industry. Um, and there's another one that I've looked at too. I can't, I don't know how to pronounce it. It's the, the one that starts with a D. Just the, I'll <laughs> yeah, link to it. Kinda it looks like, it kind of looks like a dubstep. I think I saw somebody post, post it the other day. Like that's the word that comes to mind. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not going to even try to pronounce it either, but yeah. we'll link to it in the show notes as well. <laughs> that, that's not yeah. good marketing. That's, <laughs> it's, that's, it's an interesting you know? point. Yeah. But those, those are the ones I'm looking at right now and just kind of making sure that, I am setting up funnels that will allow for me to do less in my email, um, not sure. have to respond to everything, make sure that I am answering every possible question someone could have. Um, and I, what I decided to do with my business is I'm for weddings. I'm only going to offer one package and then you can add on to it. That way I'm not spending all the time going through, well, this would be the best one for you. This cause I spent so much time doing that in my last, um, when I ran my business a few years ago of, well, you, you're starting your wedding at this time to this time. So I'm just doing one package. It's eight hours, it makes it easy for them to book and they can add on, um, extra hours if they need it. Um, if they don't, then they're set with the eight hours. If they don't need the full eight hours, yeah. that's just what I offer. <laughs> well, and I, I think that's great. I mean, again, to this point about efficiency, it, it's smart to think about what, what, your life, what my life, what our lives look like as business owners 
and as parents or as partners or whatever the case may be and figure out what business model will support that, what business model will fit into that. You've got a lot on your plate right now. And so the notion of creating a business model that is relatively complicated, that creates more work for you, um, more effort and energy from the potential client even, um, could, would, just wouldn't be conducive to your current lifestyle. So you've thought about that. You're, you're creating a business model that supports where you're at. And I think that's very strategic and, and that's very proactive. And I think it's really great that you've approached it that way. Um, I'm actually getting ready to launch a photography brand as well. And this is something I've kind of hinted at a little bit. Uh, on the Boca podcast, I think, and maybe here on Workflow Wednesday. It's something that I'll speak to in a little bit more detail in the coming weeks. But as I go about the process of setting up that website, we may have to create a, a series of content uh, around that just to kind of give some insight into how I go about this. I bring perspective and experience as a photographer for about a decade, uh, wedding photographer primarily. And then, of course, having spent so much time in the industry, I've seen kind of what works and what doesn't work. Uh, even the work that we've done with Photographers Edit, it's going to be fun to apply all of that to a new system and um, and see the results from it. So we, we may may have to create a series of episodes just to kind of take everybody along for the ride uh, with that new brand as well. But um, we're going to go ahead and close up shop for today. Thank you guys so much for sharing your insight and your experience uh, and, uh, and and also your kind of your your hopes, your goals with some of this stuff as well. Rich, we're rooting for you to start with Facebook ads here soon. Oh yeah! Once we do that, uh, I'm. I'll, I will tell you my whole strategy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, perfect. Well, this has been another episode of Workflow Wednesday. Uh, again, you can you can watch on Facebook Live with the Photographers Edit website. <clears throat> Excuse me, Photographers Edit uh, Facebook page at uh, Facebook.com/slash Photogs Edit. It's P O P H O T O G S E D I T Photogs Edit. And uh, of course, you can also follow us on Instagram there, but then you can also listen to these episodes on the Boca podcast. If you just go to bocapodcast.com, you can find more information. And of course, the show notes from today's episode there, you can also find us on all the popular podcast players. Make sure you go check that out. Thank you, Rich. Thank you, Haley. Everybody have an absolutely wonderful Wednesday. You too. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Boca podcast. Will you let us know what you thought by leaving a review of the podcast in iTunes or the Apple Podcast app? And I'd love to hear from you personally with your thoughts about the podcast and maybe suggestions about future topics and guests for the show. My email is nathan at photographersedit.com. The Boca Podcast is brought to you by Photographers Edit, custom image editing for the wedding and portrait photographer. Visit photographersedit.com. <laughs>